From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, July 26th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. A new development yesterday in the fight for reproductive rights in Ohio. Here's ONN's Andrew Kinsey. It is official abortion rights will be on the ballot this November. Secretary of State Frank LaRose verified enough signatures to put the right to reproductive freedom amendment on the ballot. If approved, abortion access will be guaranteed on the state constitution. I'm Andrew Kinsey. With the right to reproductive freedom amendment officially on the November ballot, debate over abortion in Ohio is starting to heat up. Kelly Copeland heads Pro-Choice Ohio. So hopeful um, that we won't have to return to where we were a year ago when Ohioans were having to flee Ohio to access abortion care. Mike Ganadakis is the president of Ohio Right to Life. Regardless of the zip code you live in, regardless of your socioeconomic standards, everyone has the foundational right to life and live and fulfill their God-given potential. The statewide special election on August 8th will determine whether that abortion vote in November will need 60 percent approval to pass or just a simple majority. A proposal to legalize adult use of marijuana in Ohio narrowly fell short of the signatures it needed to make the fall statewide ballot. Secretary of State Frank LaRose determined the coalition to regulate marijuana like alcohol was short by just 679 signatures of the 124,046 required to put the question before voters. They now have until August 4th to gather more signatures. In northwest Ohio, a Seneca County man is in custody, accused of sexually assaulting a juvenile in Bellevue. ONN's Jeff Smith has more. According to the Seneca County Sheriff's Office, 55-year-old Frederick Podenin was arrested last week and charged with rape of a 14-year-old. The alleged incident happened back in May, and after a months-long investigation, police issued an arrest warrant last week. He eventually turned himself into police. Right now, he is being held on a $750,000 bond. I'm Jeff Smith. Ohio's governor is weighing in on the incident currently under review involving a Circleville Police Department canine officer turning a dog loose on a truck driver who was surrendering after a police chase. ONN's Carly Dion reports. After seeing the body cam footage from that July 4th incident involving Ohio State Highway Patrol and Circleville Police, his first thought was more training is needed. To do everything in our power to make sure that police training in the state of Ohio is uniform. The governor pointing out how larger agencies typically have more resources and funding to work with. He says he will be presenting to the General Assembly a plan to make police training uniform for every department. Carly Dion. This past Saturday night was a rough one for some people on South Bass Island in Lake Erie, where several fights erupted within a crowd of nearly 20,000 people in downtown Putin Bay. Here's ONN's Michael Sandlin. Well, we're keeping her name and workplace anonymous. A local bartender I spoke to says the situation Saturday was unlike anything she had ever seen on the island. She says the guests trashed the village. She says through the whole thing, she didn't see any Putin Bay police. And by the time the SWAT team arrived around 8.15, she had already decided she had enough and went home to her mom's for the night. Crowds of people that were demanding things, feeling entitled, and not everybody was like that, but there were your select few, and it was rough. Reporting in Putin Bay, I'm Michael Sandlin. 
With Congress moving toward a new farm bill later this year, Democratic Congresswoman Marcy Kaptur of the 9th District in Northwest Ohio learned more about the H2 Ohio program, a comprehensive water quality initiative to strategically address serious water issues that have been building in Ohio for decades. ONN's Amanda Fay in Toledo has more. She joined other state and federal leaders for a tour of a Perrysburg farm. They spoke with local farmers on how they can improve the area's watershed, considering better ways for water storage or even creating more wetlands. We are looking at the elements of life, certainly fresh water, but also how to process waste at the end of uh, a farm season or reusing manure in more um, safe ways. The latest farm bill expires in late September. I'm Amanda Fay. Just ahead of today's start of Big Ten Media Days, a bombshell was dropped on the University of Michigan. ONN's Dave Holmes in Columbus has the story. It looks like Jim Harbaugh could be suspended the first four games of the upcoming season for failing to cooperate with the NCAA. Now, this goes back to an investigation over recruiting violations on the Michigan coaching staff. Harbaugh allegedly made false statements to the NCAA investigators, which would be a level one violation. That's the most serious kind as far as college athletics are concerned. Harbaugh and the NCAA are working together toward a joint resolution, and all the reports say it's trending toward a four-game suspension, but the final punishment won't be known for at least a few more days. I'm Dave Holmes. Paycor Stadium, the home of the Cincinnati Bengals, has some upgrades for the upcoming season. ONN's Angela Ann reports. You're going to see new bars, including an updated bar on the east sideline. There's also a new jungle-themed bar to grab a beer during the game, as well as one bar perched right on top of the stadium upper deck. Also new this year, new Bengals-themed decor in the concourse with, of course, stripes painted on the ceiling. The Bengals are also adding new concession stands, including Skyline Chili. I'm Angela Ann. And the Ohio State Fair officially opened this morning and will run through August 6th. Virgil Strickler has been the fair's general manager for the past 20 years and has been involved with the fair for 30. He recently announced this is his last state fair as general manager because he's retiring. I just can't tell you how much uh, this means to me, uh, this great state fair. And uh, the youth that are involved, uh, that's what it's all about. And I'm very thankful that we have so many youth involved. The Ohio State Fair's roots go back to an event in 1847 in Wilmington and in Xenia the following year. The first official Ohio State Fair was at Camp Washington, two miles east of downtown Cincinnati in 1850. Other cities that have hosted the State Fair include Cleveland, Dayton, Newark, Sandusky, and Zanesville. The fair moved to its current home north of downtown Columbus in 1886. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.